The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I am absolutely delighted to have you join with us today. Today's show is brought to you by Slim Roast Coffee from Volantis. My weekly report, I'm now down 35 pounds and looking forward to losing a whole bunch more. All I have to do is drink the coffee and watch the numbers on the scale drop. I'm not kidding and I'm not exaggerating. It's wonderful, wonderful stuff. Go to the self-improvement blog to learn more and while you're there. Check out our guest picture, her bio, and her videos, because she's somebody you're going to want to know and remember. When I was young and newly married, I was the director of nursing at a local hospital. My husband was in the state senate. My job was very demanding in terms of time and energy, as was his. We were busy. But in those days, men saw no need to help around the house, so when I got home, I did laundry, fixed the dinner, all of the things, and attended all kinds of political functions as well. When children came, nothing changed. It just added more to my already too full agenda. That's just how it was. When I was home, there was a lot of work to do. When he was home, he didn't have any responsibilities, and sometimes I really wasn't okay with that arrangement. You know, a little hot around the collar sometimes. For the most part, times have changed, thank goodness. As more women entered the workforce and climbed the corporate ladder, it became obvious that the workload between men and women in the home was askewed, and women began to make their voices heard, sometimes a little timidly, and then it got a little louder. Men, many men stepped up and helped out. Um, do you remember the movie, Mr. Mom? I mean, it kind of shook people up. You know, making All of this made the homework a little more evenly divided when they began to step up. But even with the changes, some women still have a superhuman mindset that they have to do everything. Women today still feel overworked overtired, stressed out, and pushed to the limit. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Dr. Jamie Kalaga is a licensed mental health counselor, certified professional coach, inspirational speaker, and entrepreneur. 
She's a frequent mental health expert on TV and has been featured on Forbes.com, on Maria Shriver's blog, and in Glamour, Self, and Prevention magazines for her expertise in work-life balance and life fulfillment. Now, a lot of people don't bring in life fulfillment if they even talk about balance. So, you know, this is special. She's the author of the new book, The Superwoman's Guide to Super Fulfillment, Step-by-Step Strategies to Create Work-Life Balance. I'm excited and honored to welcome Dr. Jamie Kalaga to the Self-Improvement Show. Dr. Jamie, welcome. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. And you're from Florida and my son's university, so that makes it even better. It's Yay, be, it was meant to be. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to have fun today. Tell us about yeah. yourself. Who is Dr. Jamie Kulaga? Okay, all right. So I like to talk a little bit about the personal side of things so that people know the real Dr. Jamie. So I'm not just, um, cool. you know, this life coach and professor and entrepreneur, but I have a whole other side to me, and it's probably the most important side to me, and that's um, I am a mom, I am a wife, I have two boys. They are um, five and eight, and, um, and, I, and I love family time, and that's sort of how um, everything in my life came about, how the book came about. Um, just how the businesses came about. I wanted more time with my children. I wanted more flexibility. Um, and I had to, like, identify priorities um, to, to be able to enjoy being a mom. So many times, you know, being a mom was chaotic for me and hard to juggle and balance. And uh, so I sort of try to align my life uh, around my priority, which is my family. So first and foremost, I am a uh, a wife and a mom, and I, I get to enjoy it now. Um, I just got back from um, California, and we took a family trip there. I did a book signing, and then we turned it into a little family trip, and uh, that was exciting for me. So, um, And then, of course, I went to the University of Tampa, sidebar there, just like your son did. Yes. That was exciting. <laughs> I love that. And I'm here in Tampa, Florida, so um, that's me in a little quick nugget right there. So you got to dip your feet in the Pacific instead of, well, you're on the Gulf side, so yes. you, you have beaches from the Gulf. And that's but, exactly what I did. I dipped my foot because it was significantly colder than what we have over here. So I put my is. big toe in it, and then I ran to the shore. So. <laughs> I, I, you must have been up in the San Francisco area instead of down in the Los Angeles Area. Yes, yes, yes. We took Big yeah. Sur up, so it was absolutely beautiful, gorgeous. The mountains, the rocks in the water. It was a little too cold, but beautiful, beautiful, just amazing. I was, I was so grateful to be there. Sounds, sounds wonderful. You've just put out this wonderful book, the superhuman, superhuman, the superwoman's it is guide superhuman. to superwoman. You know what? It I is. like that name because guys read it and they're like, "Why does it say woman when a guy can read this and use it too?" So I'm, I think we should change it. It's the superhuman's guide. That's you good. can put it out with a big X through what woman and put yes. human up woman. above. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why did, did your own life experiences brought you to to read this uh, to write this or? The women that you counsel that are so overwhelmed by everything, you know, is it a combination of both? What had you write this book? 
It was a combination of both. In respect to the clients, what I noticed is that I was coaching them on a national platform, and no matter where in the nation they were, they all had um, a similar desire, and that was um, work-life balance workshops. So I actually began looking for these workshops. I was checking New York and Miami and L.A., and I couldn't find what they were looking for. So I actually, at that point, created the Superwoman workshops. And within these workshops, I saw successes between the women. They were having lasting relationships. They were saying no and not feeling guilty about it. It was fun. It was inspiring. And I said, you know what? I need to tap in to be able to tap into more women. At that point, I bundled their successes. I bundled my experiences, their experiences, my knowledge, their knowledge, and then I put it into what is now the international um, guide, the superhuman's guide, let me say, (laughs) (laughs) the superwoman's guide to super fulfillment. So, yeah, um, so that's sort of how it started. It definitely had a lot to do with them, but at the same time, I'm a woman, too. I was overstressed. I was overspoused. I was over everything. I was doing things wrong. I was saying yes to everything, not, I never said no to anything, and I was oh. drowning. So it was a little bit of both sides, and, and all the tips and techniques have, have worked for myself and have worked for the women. So there they are. There they are. There they are. <laughs> <laughs> we all have some idea of what work-life balance means. But super fulfillment, that's another story. Tell me what you mean by super fulfillment. Okay, right. So um, you're actually going for your passions in life. So the work-life balance, so many times we divide work and life as work as I go to work, and life is, okay, my life is taking care of the kids and going grocery shopping, everything outside of work. But actually taking care of kids and being a spouse and going grocery shopping and doing all these other wonderful things that we do, they're, they're actually work. So now what's on the life side? And that's where fulfillment comes from. So I I encourage and I challenge and we go on a journey in the book to find these passions. So many times we don't even know what excites us anymore. We don't even know what we want. So we do a self-exploration to sort of find those passions again. And once you can start, you know, going for that kayak you've always wanted to try or traveling somewhere or, I don't know, taking a music lesson, laying in a hammock, whatever it might be, when you can tap into that, that becomes life, that becomes fulfillment. Uh, and that's sort of the venture that we go on. So don't just say that raising the kids and everything outside of your 40-hour-a-week you know, work week is life. That's not. A lot of that stuff is work. I um, mean, it's very stressful. We can, we can love our kids. We can love our spouse. But it's work. Um, so I, we try to tap into what life really is. And, and, and fulfillment comes from that. It comes from the passions that we can ignite and start living again and I'm so glad to hear you say that because there was a time and this is probably before your time that you know women didn't have a chance to think about what they wanted what they liked what their passion was and there there was a time when I retired from my my profession was nursing and when I retired uh, I had to go get something else to do (laughs) I mean I learned hypnotherapy because I didn't know how not to be busy, crazy busy, all the yep. time. Yeah, and, and I get yeah, yeah. And I get women that are women that are in a similar state, or maybe they're retiring, and and they come they come to my office and they'll be like, okay, I'm re- I'm retiring. What do I do? 
Well, I'm like, what do you like to do? And most of the time, they don't know. They They've don't lost themselves know. in work and family, and they genuinely don't know. And it actually takes a good amount of coaching sessions for them to try to remember what they wanted, where they started, where they'd like to go. And now they have the money. Now they have the time. Now they have the resources. It's just a matter of figuring out what, what, what excites me. What am I passionate about? So it's a journey. It really is because we lose, lose ourselves in other people. So we got to oh, get that do back. we ever? And in responsibilities, and we, you know, we identify, we, we describe ourselves by what it is we do instead of by who we are, and, and that's sometimes distressing. You tell women right up front that they need to list their five top life goals. It's almost time for a break, but I want to ask you just in this little period of time, what's their reaction when you tell them that they need to whittle it down to five goals and put themselves first? Well, I perform CPR because they fell on the floor. <laughs> yes. That's, that's where it begins. And, um, and then once they wake up, I sort of tell them a little bit of background on the importance of the life roles. So um, I can, do we have time to talk about it now or when we come back from break, would you like me to explain exactly how the life roles work? Um, let's go to an early break and we'll keep that piece all together when we come back. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Jamie Kalaka, saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back with five life goals for women. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. 
Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Dr. Jamie Kalaga. We're talking about the Superwoman's Guide to Super Fulfillment. And one of the things Jamie has women do, and we were talking about this before the break, is to list their top five roles in life and be sure they put themselves in first place. Let's let's talk about that, Jamie. Number one, how was it received after CPR? Okay, and, so CPR, you know, so they're good, they're up, I'm fanning them, I give them water, and I and I say, please just trust me on this, and then we're holding hands and we work through it. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, um, no, but essentially what I have everybody do is I have, and guys, you can do this too if you're listening, I want you to grab a piece of paper and I want you to list out all of your life roles. So maybe you are parent, you are spouse, you are caregiver, you are laundry doer, grocery shopper, dog walker. Or, um, you know, the therapist to negative Nancy in the office, the PTA president, whatever it is that you do, all of your roles, list them all out. Make sure that you're somewhere on that list, which is oftentimes you're going to skip even putting you on that. Then I want you to go through and I want you to circle the top five, one of which is yourself, okay? These are your top priorities in life. You want to give 100% dedicated time to those five roles. So then I get people that say to me, Jamie, listen, my kids, my husband, way more important than the laundry, but sorry, the laundry, the grocery shopping, it's got to be done. I can't give 100% to my kids. I can't give 100% to my spouse. What 100% dedicated time actually means is that when you're in the moment with that life role, you're giving them dedicated time, 100% focused on them. So instead of spending four hours with the kids, okay, you're spending 20 to 25 minutes with them on the floor playing Thomas the Train. So you're not four hours on the computer. Likewise with the husband. If you're out at dinner with him, you're not talking about the kids. You're not checking your Facebook. You two are talking intimately about each other or your future or your past or whatever it is that you want to talk about. That way... They are satisfied. So when you walk away to go do the million other things on your list that you have to do, you walk away with less guilt, and they walk away satisfied and okay with you having to do other things because you've given them that dedicated time. The importance of those top five roles is that those are the ones that can hurt you the most if they're not in balance. So think about a huge fight with the husband, a sick child, a child that's upset that you never spend time with them. That throws off your ability to function in the rest of those remaining roles. So if those top five are intact, they are healthy, they are happy, and they feel like you've given them dedicated time, everything else in your life is going to fall into place. Everything else you're going to have energy and time for. So that's why it's so important to know and focus on those top life roles. I'm having a a number of different thoughts in, in this. One, it would be really great if men did this as well and identified their top and also became totally aware and present in the moment that they're spending time with you, in the moment that they're spending time with children, etc. I mean, I think men need this as well and would probably love it and thrive on it. The, yes, the and that's, why we've, that's precisely why we yeah. changed the title of the book today to the Superhuman's <laughs> Guide to Super. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know some, some men who are just super aware, super present, and it's so, so nice. Because yeah, you don't have to spend a lot of time with them to feel that you've really been 
you know, with somebody that that counted. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, what's the point? Can you imagine being with a spouse for three hours? He doesn't say a word to you. He's busy on his phone. He's busy on his computer. He's doing something else. It doesn't matter. You haven't really spent time together. Huh. You know, so if, if you can get 45 minutes with your spouse and it's all about each other, wow, you feel a lot different than that four-hour time frame being ignored. So that's why dedicated time is so important. The other thing that flitted through my mind is, the, uh, and, and you talk about it in your book, how many women ever put themselves on the list at all? Uh, have you ever had anybody put themselves at the top? I've never once had a woman in any of my workshops um, or my coaching sessions even uh, put herself on the list when asked to identify a life role. I, I've ne- you know, I never, I never have. And I'm hoping with all the awareness going around the country with the book and the radio shows and the TV and every, all this everything, that when I hold the next workshop, which hopefully will be coming up here soon, um, that a woman will say, aha, I know the trick to this. I'm going to go ahead and put me on the list. Um, and I will commend her. Maybe I'll give her a free book. Um, because I have, <laughs> I have yet to, a, a woman to do that. In fact, probably, you know, when I started writing the book, I didn't even think to put myself on the list. I was thinking of everything, and, and, I, and I said, wait a minute. <laughs> I failed to even do that. So because yeah, we, what's wrong like, with this like we, picture? Yes, like we talked about earlier, you... You lose yourself in others. You lose yourself in your job, in your husband, in your family, in your kids. And you, you just lose yourself so you, you don't even think about yourself. And there's been times that I've gone myself to the grocery store and picked up food for dinner, walk out, and I'm like, I forgot to grab what I was going to eat. I grabbed it for the whole family and didn't even grab it for myself. Um, so I, I think that's part of, uh, you know, we got to find our fulfillment. We've got to co- bring it back, bring it back, start thinking about ourselves because the healthier we are, the sexier we feel, the happier we feel, it's going to influence the remaining four top life roles in a very positive way. So we do need to be on that list for the sake of them, too. Are all of the top five work-oriented goals or roles, I mean the, roles. Are all of the top five yeah, you have, you know, I'm at the top of my list, but then I have uh, the blog, the radio show, the, you know, whatever. Are those, yeah. Would those be my five roles, or is there something more critical in there that we need to look at? What do you see as the top five for most women? Okay, so it's very subjective, um, you know, but I would say that typically it's going to be, obviously I make her put herself on there, and then it's going to be, um, she's usually a spouse, so she's usually a wife, uh, she might be a mother, an employee, um, and then... Um, I would say that's about it. Usually the job is divided into two. Um, so, you know, maybe it's something like... Um, I, I don't know, usually the job's just divided into two. Like she does something else in her main job, and then maybe she does like accounting with it. So it's, it's so much that she divides it out. So whether it's, the home, whether it's the home life or the job, it's usually divided into two. So, you, yeah, you, I mean, they're all, they're all always work because they are. I mean, families yeah. work, spouses work, your work is work. Um, but that's typically what I see, although it's very subjective. Sometimes with um, a little bit on the older side of the individuals I see, caregiver will be on there um, because they're caring for their parents. 
it would be interesting if we had a better word than work. But yeah. I don't I don't know what no. it would be because no. you know the the family yes it's a whole lot of work but it's also so rewarding and and so joy giving yep. that it, it, you know it's all of yes. that. Yes, it is. It is. But at the same time, you know, sometimes we get in this Ferris wheel, is what I call it in the book, this cycle of just we we lose the the excitement that family can bring because it's like okay we gotta you know get the kids to school and then we have to do this and then we jump here and then we have practice after and then we go here and then we grab the husband and then we're eating dinner and we're both making dinner we're throwing it on the table we're eating in front of the TV so it <laughs> yes. becomes, right right so it becomes this survival mode chaotic um, type environment and you lose um, the happiness involved with it that's why it is work now it takes that that's why it is work because we're we're such these multi Multitaskers, chaos, go go go! That we are, we're losing the the fulfillment. There you go, right? We're losing the fulfillment in the family unit, um, and by focusing on yourself, and part of that is creating bucket listers and things like that. You can get your family involved in this, and that builds the bond of the family. You you've identified some of the biggest challenges for women in, in getting to a work life balance. Share some of those with us. What do you see as the greatest challenges women have One besides this awful challenge. need to be everything yeah. to everybody? Yes, yes, and that comes from what I would deem our greatest challenge is saying no. Women are people pleasers by nature. So when we say yes to somebody, we've satisfied something within us. We see a smile from them. They're thankful. They're happy. We are good to go. Um, but we walk away with another role. We walk away with another responsibility. On the other side, when we say no, the payoff is in the end. So we don't get that instant gratification of a smile or feeling satisfied. Um, in fact, sometimes people might be angry or anxious with us for saying no. And we walk away with guilt. So I would say one of the biggest challenges for sure um, is that we find ourselves saying yes to everything. The importance in noting your priorities and your top life roles is that when you have those in perspective every single day and you know your direction, when things come in from the outside world, if it doesn't align with those top five, if it doesn't align with your mission, with your goal, your vision, um, then you can say no to that. And, and ladies and guys out there, men out there as well, you don't have to say no and then shove your hand in someone's face and walk away. When I say no, um, one of the things and one of the tips I give in the book is you say no, you know, hey, thank you so much for reaching out to me. Unfortunately, I know you, you deserve 100% on this project. I can't give that to you right now based on what I have going on and on my plate, but I do know and then you follow it up with something. Hey, you know, Katie down the hall has been dying for an opportunity like this. Why don't I reach out to her and see if she wants to take this on? Or, hey, here are some resources to get you jump-started. And, and, and because oftentimes when people are upset with you, when you say no, it's actually because they're anxious and it's coming out as anger because now they don't know where to turn. They thought you were going to say yes. Uh, you um, always so, say yes. <laughs> you <yeah>. always <laughs> Right, and I, right. You always say yes, exactly. And so they're like, "What do you mean you said no? Did I hear you correctly?" And then they put their finger in their ear and they're like, "Say that again." Um, so by following it up with something, you know, professional or something nice, giving them some types of resources, is it, not only is that 
good because you walk away with uh, less responsibility and, uh, and, and less of roles on your plate, but you've probably increased your credibility with that person. Now, when you say yes to someone and you, you don't fully, you have but the job, you don't do it to 100%, um, or you say yes and then you take your yes back, you lose your credibility. And sometimes credibility, especially for women, takes years to gain. And you can lose your credibility in one single yes, take it back, no. You can lose it that quickly. Um, so be very cognizant of what you're saying yes and no to. And people out there, one of the biggest things that I encourage you to do is when, when saying yes or no, when making a decision, you want to get in the habit of retreat, rethink, react. I call it the three R's. So you want to retreat from the situation. Hey, you know what? Give me some time to think on that or give, them, you know, give me a week, give me a day, give me t- 10 minutes to think on that. Retreat, rethink. Then rethink about the pros and cons and taking this on. Think about your vision, your goals, where you're going. Does it fit? And then go ahead and react. Um, so get in that habit. Even when you know you want to say no or yes to something immediately, give yourself a moment to retreat from it, rethink, and then react. You know, sometimes the things that they're asking you to do are things that you really want to do this is something you've wanted to do for a long time but you look at your schedule and you just can't so when you say no you know a part of you is feeling you know a little disjointed because you really want you really would like to be able to do that project but at the same time you're being faithful to yourself and not overburdening yourself it's just an interesting balance it is, no. and, and, and one thing you want to be cautious of is if you want to take that, that new thing on, you need, to, you need to go ahead and retreat, and you need to think about what you can take off your plate. And if you absolutely, 100%, cannot take something off of your plate to put this new role on, what's going to happen is you're going to make an imbalance in your top life roles, and, and sooner than later, you're, you're going to feel off balance, you're going to feel less fulfilled, you're going to feel more stressed. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage you to put on a sixth role because it's going to start drowning you um, so really you want to if you want to add on a major role you've got to take one off and that doesn't mean just eliminate it if you can delegate it out if you can share the you know efforts then then do that but don't add on a full role and not take anything off of your plate um, you really you really can uh, back yourself into a corner and and one of the things too from uh, my research personally um, through my dissertation, I found out was that, you know, often women, the, the essence of the problem in saying no is, is fear of something. So it might be in your, what you, the scenario that you just gave me would be fear of um, losing an opportunity. So, so many times we just say yes because we sort of want to take it on. We know that we can't, but we don't want to lose the opportunity. They might not ask us again. But and we're going to take an opportunity right now to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this some more because I think this is such a very needed to hear subject. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more with Dr. Jamie Kalaga. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. 
on The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own mighty gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Dr. Jamie Kaluga. We've been talking about superwomen or superhumans. Basically, we're talking about work-life balance and how life looks and feels when you get it into balance. We've been talking a little bit about your book. Tell us how we can get the book, how we can find your workshops, how we can find you online, Jamie. Oh, I love it. Thank you. You can just go to drjamiek.com, drjamiek.com. And, uh, you better you spell can... Jamie because it's a little different. You know what? You know what? This is a, a great little uh, entrepreneurial decision I made right there. I, I bought both domains. Thank you very much. <laughs> so whether you spell it J-A-I-M-E or J-A-M-I-E, you are, you are hitting my website, baby. So <laughs> Cool. 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 <laughs> So yeah, so drjamiek.com, um, take you there, it'll link you to buy, it'll link you to get a, buy the book, um, the workshops are there, everything that you need to know about upcoming events, book signings, how to follow me, everything that you need to know is uh, right there at drjamiek.com. Tell us a little bit about the size of this book, because I think this is fascinating, I love this. Yes, I do, I love the size of the book too, it's actually purse-sized. So, ladies um, and men, if you carry a purse, whatever you want. (laughs) (laughs) What what do they call it on Friends? The man bag? Is that what it was called? A man man purse? (laughs) I don't remember. Right. So, if you have a man purse or a regular purse, um, yeah, it fits. It's pocket-sized. It literally fits in the palm of your hand. Like, you can kind of grasp the book and read it with one hand. It's it's very cool. Very cool-sized. So... 
So if at any time you find yourself almost saying yes to something that's a crazy project, you can grab yeah, the book. Yeah, you just, you just, you just, if someone asks you to do something, you say, hold on, you put your finger up, you, you go in your purse, and you open up, like, to Chapter 4, and you're like, uh, okay, no, sir, I cannot take that on, sorry. In Chapter 4, it says I cannot do that. And then you and then it's all on you and not on her. There exactly. you go. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm going to get a bunch of hate mail flooded to me from all these people. <laughs> no, you won't, because they know we're laughing. <laughs> we're laughing, but it is precise. And oftentimes, you find yourself waiting someplace that you didn't expect. And you know, these days, I carry my Kindle, so whenever I get someplace and I have to wait and wait, you know, I can get my Kindle, read a book, or, or play Candy Crush. You know, one of those. One of those. And one of the things that um, I wanted it to be for, too, like women, a lot of the women that I counsel, they're always on the go and they're traveling. Um, so I wanted it to be almost like airport-sized. So, um, exactly. so that's sort of where, where the theory behind it came from. So. so one of the things you say is that we should, become, we should aim to become self-actualized rather than perfect. But women have this thing of needing themselves and everything else they do to be perfect. How does this need for perfection limit their success and how do they shift away from it? Now, it's a really tough one for some women. Yes, yes, it is. Um, because we're perfect. That's why it's tough for us to accept this, right? Because Practically perfect. perfect in every way, just like exactly. Mary Poppins. Right, exactly. She said it best. Um, no. So what happens is perfection is very subjective. What is perfect to me is not perfect to you, is not perfect to him, and so on and so forth. So when I'm striving to achieve something and I'm trying to be perfect at it, I'm never actually getting there because it's so subjective and it's ever-changing. So it decreases your confidence. And in short, that's what happens. And you need confidence to take risks. You need confidence in your abilities in order to try new things, but you're actually sabotaging that confidence um, by consistently trying to be so perfect at everything, and that's not going to happen because of the subjectivity behind it. Now, when it comes to um, like a professional setting, a lot of times not only are we trying to be perfect for us, but we hold others to that standard. Actually, it could be in the home, too. Um, we really try um, to say, you know, I can't delegate this out because he doesn't do it the way that I do it. She doesn't do it the way that I do it. So what happens is you keep adding to your own plate and you won't delegate out because nobody can do it the way that you do it. So you're very overstressed, very overworked, and you can't take on new things that can help you grow, that can lead to bigger fulfillment because your plate's already full with things that you won't delegate it out, delegate out because people don't do them the way that you do them. So that's, that's the struggle with perfection. So is some of that a fear that if we let go of it, somebody will do it better and we might lose our job or our position or, you know, everybody's admiration is part of what drives that just plain fear? 
I think it could be a little bit, but I think it's more that need for control. And we've got to kind uh. of let that go a little bit. So, um, you know, not, you know, okay, great, my husband doesn't grocery shop the way I do. But you know what? Milk is milk. Eggs are eggs. Let's get over it. Let's march through this. We can make this happen. You know. Oh, um, my you gosh. Know, You're not saying we should let go of all of our control, are we? <laughs> oh, no. I would never say that. No. <laughs> Um, but controlling takes energy. It takes time. And a lot of times you can't change other people. Not a lot of times, almost every time. You can't change other people. So begin trusting a little more, backing off of that control, taking some of that energy back. Um, think about all the different tasks that you do. In, in, in a professional setting, if you're a leader, if you're a manager, you expect those people that are under you to follow you, support you, believe in you, trust in you. If you're keeping everything on your plate and you're not trusting them and you're not giving things to them and you don't believe in them, don't expect that to be reciprocated to you. So, um, and give people, give people um, time to learn. So when you pass on the grocery shop in the hubby or you pass on the project to Cindy Lou in the office, give her time, uh, allow her to make a mistake and fix it. Allow her to try to figure out and brainstorm different ways in doing that. It took us time to learn a task. Be, be a little bit more flexible and less controlling and allow them to learn it too because once they can learn it and take it over, it's taken stress off your plate. So the benefit you know, goes to you in the end. So let go of that controlling and that per that perfectionist um, perception, um, and, and be a little bit more flexible. The wonderful thing about letting go and just you know saying to somebody, "Here's the job." You know, I know that you're going to figure out how the best way to do it is. You learn so much about how to do something different, and maybe it's a whole lot better. Now, maybe the, my I, my oldest son, we uh, we laughed. He will still admit it. He was lazy. So the joke in the family got to be: if you want to know how to do something easier, yes. give it to Christopher and watch him see it. what he does. <laughs> <laughs> because he's going to find a way to do it that's easier. Yes, <laughs> and, and it's I, true if if you let people run with it. Yeah, yeah, they have all the satisfaction of doing the job well, but you know, so do you. Yep, and 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 a lot of those new perceptions can give you new ideas um, for new projects or uh, different ways to fulfillment. So allow other people's perceptions and ideas to come to the table. Um, I, I, so I, I think yes, I think we need to back off of back off of um, controlling and the perfectionism. And when you give the task somebody so many times we'll actually get there we'll actually say okay you know what i'm going to give cindy lou a try and then we do and then we micromanage them right so now we've given it to them and now we're hovering over them that's the exact same thing instead allow them an open door policy to come to you and ask questions so that they can learn and if they make a mistake or a hiccup they can come to you but you don't need to keep coming to them you've delegated it out now trust them and allow them to go on their own journey with it Absolutely. Give them some some reporting dates. I need to know how you know how you're doing in a week or two weeks or a month or whatever the project is. Yeah. But you know, yeah. let let them shine with it. Um, yeah. 
It's it's critically important. I really have a problem anymore with perfection because it's hurt so many of us in so yeah. many ways. It's time yeah, to go it's, to break. It's just yeah. like I was saying earlier, it's just it sucks your energy from you too, and it's it's very self defeating. Um, and so yeah, so it, and that's where I'm at too. I'm consistently trying to self actualize, actualize, which means I'm just trying to be better than I was yesterday. I'm trying to be goal focused. I'm trying to find find ways to better my life, but I don't have to do anything perfect. Um, even my little bucket listers um, that I've created, I don't have to do them perfectly. I just nope. want to try them. So, and I don't have to run your life, and and, and there's a lot of freedom in that. On that yeah. note, we're going to go to break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Jamie, Dr. Jamie Kaluga, saying, "Stay tuned. We're going to be right back with some more of this wonderful wisdom." Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Dr. Jamie Kaluga. She's the author of the new book, The Superwoman's Guide to Super Fulfillment. And we've decided in this show to change the name to The Superhuman's Guide. So, men, you're very welcome to take part in all of these things. One of the things you talk about in your book are some tips to provide the women to be, who are just starting their journey. And give them, I think you have three tips to begin their journey toward happiness and fulfillment, what's the starting place and what else do they need to do? Okay, excellent. So first and foremost, um, I would encourage you to rid 
of the toxic people in your life. So go ahead and create a list of people that suck your energy, that plant seeds of doubt in your mind, that corner you. Um, one of the things in the in the super um, in the the superhuman's guide. That's what I was actually going to say now. So it's officially the superhuman's guide because I, you've actually got me saying that now. Um, the superwoman's guide to super fulfillment is that kindness does not equal doormat. So, so many times people will treat us like a doormat and take advantage of our kindness. So any of these people in your life that you would consider toxic, make a list of them and then either delete them from your life or go ahead and start setting some more boundaries with them. So that will that will save you time, that will save you energy, that will save you pain. So many times we begin a venture in life and we're like, okay, we're committed, we're going to do this. And then you have that person come to you and they're like, well, that's a great idea, but do you really think you have time for that right now? Yeah. And boom, that little seed just starts growing and growing and can deter someone a decade from going back for their degree or whatever. And you be. really do live through it. I mean, you live through letting yes. these people go. You do. Yes, yes, you do. You live through it and you actually live better. So, yes. um, okay, so yeah, so tip number, rid of the toxic people. Tip number two, worry when it's time to worry. How many times do we worry about things that don't even happen or we create scenarios to make it happen or we create something just, I don't know, and we're just worrying our, worrying our present away about our future and these problems don't even happen or they, they happen but they're not as severe as we thought that they were going to be. And then when everything is going well in life, then we really start to worry because now we're like, why aren't we worrying? Why is there nothing to worry about? Oh, oh my God, things are going too good. This cannot be good. There's going to be a big crash. There's going to be a big crash. This is going to be bad. So I must have missed something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so instead of dreaming up everything, you can plan for the future. You can plan for things. You can plan for errors and hiccups and problems, but don't dwell on them. Ruminate on them. Worry when it's time to worry. Worry when the problem happens so that you have the energy to actually deal with it if it does happen. So um, you don't believe then, in preventive worrying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, I love that. I love, I'm going to have to coin that term. So superhuman guide and then preventative worrying. I need to write this down. These are good. These are good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then funny. the last the last little tip that I would give um, is uh, no comparing. So when you start out to set for a goal, let's say it is you want to go back for your degree. Um, if you are a mother and you have two kids, you're a single mother with two kids, and you are working full time, it is not fair for you to compare the 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 time length it's going to take to get this degree to someone that's fresh out of high school go right in full scholarship parents are paying for everything no worries no job no kids um, you know don't compare yourself and say okay well wow it's going to take her three and a half years to do it it's going to take me three and a half it might take you five it might be harder for you but go ahead and set a realistic goal a specific goal something that you can attain. And don't compare yourself. We we tend to try to keep up with the Joneses all the time, and by doing that, we're overstressing ourselves. We're comparing ourselves to the front cover of the book, and we have no idea what else is going on in their life, good or bad. So compare it to your own life. That's part of self-actualization. You're comparing yourself to yourself as opposed to other people. So, um, so I would say no comparing when you start out on a venture. No comparing your daily life to somebody else either. Kind of just keep it in your own world. 
don't compare your body with somebody else's or your face or anything. Yep. Actually, yeah, in, in Facebook, you know, the social media world has really, you know, the, the Facebooks and the Twitters and the Instagrams and all these other things, they really have drowned us in this and, and fo- made us focus on comparing our lives. But you're only seeing this great clip of everyone's life here and there. You're not seeing the struggle behind the scenes because no one's going to post that. Um, everyone wants you to think that they have a perfect life, but they don't. Um, I don't. You don't. Everyone on no. Facebook and Instagram don't. So, But they're, they're all scary. happy. They're all happy. Happy in the right. pictures. Commercials are always happy. Oh yeah. yes, of course, of course. And yeah, if I so have w- that, I'll be happy too. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. You're also a therapist. Um, what What do women, by and large, come to you seeking help, your help for? Are, are you pretty well just tuned into working with work life balance? Now, what are the main concerns you see? That's a lot of what it comes. It boils down to. Um, so, a lot of people come to me because they're stressed. Whether it's 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 in men, I often see anger, and really uh, surprisingly, it's not that they're really that angry. It's that underneath it all, they have a lot of anxiety, and it's being masked as anger. So, um, a lot of times, we're working on anxiety with men and women. Um, anxiety can bring you into a depression. So, those are sort of the areas. And once we can find fulfillment and balance, it takes away the anxiety, it takes away those strong emotions that are making you so sad. So that's, that's, that's a lot of it because we're such multitaskers and chaotic people now in this society. So that is the bulk of it. Do you have the opportunity to work with a couple and help the two of them get in sync? And it's almost like syncing your phone to your computer or something. You know, they're, they're synced in terms of work and home and who does what Absolutely. and now, where does the? How do we build some quality time with all of us? Do, yes. do you get to see that? That would be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Because it, it, especially when they're coming in, it's taking two people to run the household. So we talk about how to balance the home, um, how to you know um, not let the children team up on you um, and pick a parent over the other one, and how when they do have intimate moments, whether it's in the bedroom or whether it's uh, just going to a restaurant and being alone and getting away, escaping, um, how to focus on each other a little bit more and being present in that moment. And just those couple little things can 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 literally change a life can literally change their marriage so that's sort of where the focus is on those that type of situation see i I would think that for any anyone who's married to come into some kind of life balance work-life balance or just balance yep you need to do it as a couple it's a team. It's about, right? It's about compromise. It's about um, sharing. That is what a marriage is. Um, you do a lot of that. And so it is about balancing both roles and making sure that um, you each get time for yourselves. And that doesn't mean, hey, he gets to go to the bar and I get to go do this. No, it means, hey, I'm going to let her exercise. Or I'm going to let her work on writing her book or her going back to school while I do this. But then when she's doing this, I'm doing that. However, they want to break it up, but uh, allow them to each live their own fulfillment uh, separately, because that's going to grow the unit. You betcha. We're right up to the end of the show. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today, Dr. Jamie? 
Oh, my goodness. I would say I'm actually going to give them a little bit of a task. One of the most important things, and like we talked about earlier, was identifying your life roles. So I'm going to leave you with a challenge today. I challenge you to go home today and list out all of your life roles and circle the top five life roles um, and then go ahead and focus on those priorities this week and see if your life changes a little bit for the better. And who do they put at the top? Ah, question. I love it. Make sure that you are on the list. The letters M E are on the first line. You gotta love it. Dr. Jamie Kaluga, thank you so much for being with us today. I think you've helped every listener, whether they're male or female, you know, to become superhuman and and deal with it. it. (laughs) Thank you. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Jamie Kaluga, saying thank you so much for being with us today. And come back next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for the Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.